Welcome to Inside the Pages, presented by the Cornerstone of Grace, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m. Thank you, Jesus. Feel the Holy Ghost. Wednesday Bible study at 7 p.m. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we're faithful, we're bold. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. Again, I want to thank you for joining the online service of the Cornerstone of Grace. If you're looking for a church home, growth and ministry, I want to invite you to join us, be blessed with us. You know, we're in the centrally located so if you're in the Los Angeles County, San Bernardino County, Riverside County, then we're right here at your doorstep. You know, so want to invite you to join in with us. I want to say happy holidays to those that partake in this particular pageantry. I trust that you know the truth and history of holidays and that judgment isn't clouded because of those things that have been handed down. Listen, in 1776, it's called Independence Day. However, 87 years later, there was a bill that was passed to free those that were yet, or those that were not independent. Here we are 160 years later, and we're still dealing with hand-me-down fairy tales. Fairy tales that have molested the minds of people. It's time to deal with truth. You and your children deserve the truth. So with that being said, we're going to go into the into the into prayer at this time. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we thank you for your goodness and grace. We thank you, Lord God, for your mercy, your kindness. Lord God, I pray and ask that you would bless each one under the sound of my voice, Lord God, as they are, Lord, uh, giving attention to your word. Lord God, I pray and ask that you would bless them that have, Lord God, taken the time out to travel. Lord God, those that have stopped what they're doing or maybe they're preparing to attend their service. Lord God, in their community, I pray and ask that you would bless them. Lord, bless each one, Lord God, as your word is proclaimed to receive your word. Lord God, to hear with clarity, to embrace your word, and to walk in obedience of your word. Lord, we thank you right now for your kindness, Lord. We thank you for your grace, Lord, this day that you have given us, this 24th day of December. Lord God, we honor you for your presence. Lord, I pray, Lord, if there's any that is among us that is sick, that you would heal them. Lord God, I ask that you would bless those, Lord God, as that walk in obedience, that are faithful to doing your will. In the name of Jesus, Lord, pastors that and congregations that are gathering across the country, Lord, on each continent, Lord, in their respective times, I ask that you would bless them as they proclaim your word. Lord, you know the spoken request, the, un, the unspoken request. I ask that you would bless them and those things that line up with your will that you would bring it to pass in the name of Jesus. We'll be careful to give your name the praise and to give you the glory 
In Jesus' name, amen. Bless your Lord God. Again, we thank God for you. We thank God for his kindness. My heart is full this morning. We're going to have our opening scripture right after this particular song. Now, this song says, keep your focus on Jesus. I hope your focus is on the Lord. And, and so um, this song is by the, the Chicago Mass Choir. And so you don't have to know the words to it, but you can still clap your hands. You can still stump your feet. You can still get with the groove of of what is going on and enjoy the Lord. The Bible said, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. And, and so let's make some noise. God is the, um, the audience, not you. Nope, you're not the audience, God is. And so let's, let's bless him, let's lift him up, let's exalt him. And right after Chicago Mass Choir, keep your focus on Jesus, then we'll have our opening scripture. Yeah. <laughs> 
Psalms 1 says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. And he shall be planted, be like the tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf shall also not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the Lord, the way of the ungodly shall perish. Acts 2, 46 and 47. And they continued daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearing of his word. Thank you, Jesus. Mighty God. Mighty God, mighty God, mighty God. Bless your Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Ah, hey, glory. Bless your Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Mighty God. God is mighty. He's great. Hallelujah. And I have a great praise for him. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. I hope you have a great praise for the Lord today as well. Amen. At this time, we're going to have another song. And let me just say this right now while it's on my in my heart. On next Sunday, we're going to have a baptism um, as well as communion. So, you know, we're exiting this year a right way and we're starting the year off a right way. And so if you're again, we're at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. If you've not been baptized in Jesus name for the remission of sin, and you want a new beginning then be here next Sunday at 9 a.m. Amen. And, and, and join in with us as we bring in of the Lord, Terry. And if you don't, Terry, you'll be saved. See, that's where mighty God don't don't get this thing twisted. It, it is about your soul salvation. We know that life is a temporary assignment. And so uh, the assignment, you know, for some is just about over. And that's not to, to, to spook nobody or nothing like that. But uh, but you should be afraid if you're not ready. The Bible says some man's sins go before them. So we're dealing with stuff today. We're dealing with sin right now. And some people's sin come up after them. And so it hasn't been dealt with. I'm telling you to deal with it right now. Again, meet us here at 9 a.m. Um, on Sunday, next Sunday, 
and um, and prepare to have a, a full day of the Lord. At this time, um, I have another song, and I was listening to this last night, and I want to play this song uh, for us, and we're going to clap our hands and, and enjoy, again, the Chicago Mass Choir, and Nobody Like Jesus. And then we're going to go into the Word of God uh, as much as time permits. And, and so um, let's bless the Lord with our whole heart, our soul, our mind, you know, draw your mind in wherever you are. You know, for some, it's considered a holiday. For others, it's already Monday. You know, um, everybody is not on West Coast time. Uh, everybody's not on U.S. time, you know. And so we have to be considerate of those things. You know, as I've traveled and have gone other places, um, days ahead. And some of you have done the same. And so today for some, it's Monday. It's going into Monday night, Monday morning and different things. And yet they're hanging with us and, and enjoying the word of God. Again, this is Nobody Like Jesus by the Chicago Mass Choir.
Come on, put your hands together for the Lord. Bless your Lord. There's nobody like Jesus. You know, growing up, we used to sing that song, Can't nobody do you like Jesus, can you? And we would get to the part, and the next thing you know, for the next 10 minutes, we would just be singing that same song. I looked to the hills, you know, I looked to heaven, I looked to the pastor, I looked, looked to Jesus. Look to Jesus, and you'll find the answer. Don't look to him the way that, that others are telling you. But you're going to have to find this out for yourself as well in the word of God. All right. And so we're going to go there again. That was the Chicago Mass Choir. Nobody like Jesus. That may ring some bells to some and introduce others. But certainly we thank God for this day. Now, the gospel. Fasten your seatbelts. The gospel and preaching of the word of God is not about Anglo-Saxon dominance. I'm putting it nicely. It's not about Anglo-Saxon dominance. As some think it is. That means that they have been caught up in the wrong explanation of things. The vision is, is tainted. When you read your Bible, there is more melon in the Bible than any other book. Yes. There's more there than any other book that you will read. The Bible is colorful, as I like to put it. It's colorful. As long as you allow distractions to cloud truth, you will not experience the fullness of God's purpose. So you don't want to be distracted with word games. One thing about the enemy is that if he can't get you to stop, he'll distract you. And distraction hinders us from a lot of things. We get distracted and, you know, then so where you would have graduated college in three years, four years. Now you've, you it's taken six years or longer because of distractions. You, you have to go back and do things over again. You know, you had to pick up from where you left off because of a distraction. Same thing on jobs, same thing in other avenues of our life, distractions. So we want to avoid distraction and we want to deal with truth. My family will tell you that when it comes down to this three letter word lie, you, you might as well take a hammer and swing it at me because you're threatening my life with a lie. That's how strongly I feel about that. A liar, someone that lies, will steal your future. Steal your future. Because you pin your hope and trust in things of what they're saying 
as being truth, or maybe you're just hoping it's truth. You know, you sometimes we know it's not truth, but we, because of what's going on inside of us, we 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 allow ourselves to fall for that, and then our future is taken from us. A liar will steal your future. So you want truth. You want truth. Uh, there was a movie that um, back in the day, and some of you might remote remember it, where um, I think it was Tom Cruise or, or um, I, I don't remember the exact actor's name, but I remember the phrase was the, where they said, you can't handle the truth, but you can handle the truth. Uh, you, you, you need the truth and you got to be able to handle the truth. And so sometimes the truth, it, it rocks our foundation. Sometimes the truth, it, it messes with us because it's so it's truth. And we knew it was true. And we tried to ignore the truth. But we can't ignore the truth. I'm not going to ignore the truth. And I advise you not to ignore truth. So that you are not distracted. Now, last week we started out and I said that because we are in preparation, we have expectations of what God is doing and what he is going to do, that we must maintain sobriety. We must maintain sobriety. And so that that's not the morning message, but I said I will remind you that we are that, that there is a sobriety check going on. If you ever driven or seen a sobriety check, you know that the, some things get caught. Uh, I remember we were on a, we were driving through Pomona. We came uh, down Gary and we ran into a checkpoint. And our car got towed. It got towed. And we had to call for a ride. And, and everything, and it's not because we were we were drunk. Nobody was intoxicated. Uh, there was something else outstanding on the vehicle. Didn't feel good, you know. So sobriety checks are are intended to make sure things are right and in order. That was many many years ago. Went through another sobriety check and the officer looked at the license plate of the vehicle and said, I don't have nothing to worry about. And waved us on through. Those were his words. So in a sobriety check, it doesn't mean that something is going to be unrevealed about you. That's going to be detrimental. Some things you're just going to be waved on through. You're all right. But when we look at Revelation, the second chapter, there are seven churches, seven groups, and individual characteristics. And so the Bible tells us in Revelation, the eighth verse, it says, And unto the angel of the church of Samaria, write these things, saith the first and the last, which was dead and is alive. I know thy works and tribulation and poverty. 
I, I know what you're dealing with. I know where you've been. I know where you are right now. But I want you to understand something. And I'm paraphrasing this. I want you to understand that even though others look at you and say and, and judge you and say, well, you know, you don't have what we have and you don't look like what we look like. The Lord told them, he said, you're rich. He said, I know them that blaspheme. Those that say they practice Judaism. And, and they don't. Matter of fact, they're the synagogue, they're the temple of Satan. And he says to fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you in prison that ye may be tried. And ye shall have tribulation 10 days. Be thou faithful unto death. God is looking for those that will be faithful unto death. Will you be faithful no matter what? Will you be faithful? I'm not saying anything detrimental is coming up on you, but I, I'm just, he told them to be faithful all the way to the end. I want to encourage you to be faithful all the way to the end because there is a crown of life that is waiting at the end. He said, he that have an ear, let him hear what the spirit says unto the churches. He that overcometh will not be hurt by the second death. And we're not going to go into that. But I want to exhort on the here and now. I want to exhort on then and there. I want to exhort on the gift that keeps giving. And so I want to give this warning to the church and to everyone. Do not get caught up in what is happening around you. And within the various types of media, those are distractions. John said he was caught up in the spirit on the Lord's day. If you want to be caught up, be caught up in the spirit on the Lord's day. The Lord's day is today. The Bible said this is the day that the Lord has made. So whether you class or call it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, it is the Lord's day. Get caught up in the Lord. Now we are here, we are in the here and now. God has said knowledge would increase. And so here we are and knowledge has increased. Some of the very things that you are talking to is not a real person, it's artificial intelligence. That's why sometimes you type something into your computer and it says, I don't understand. That's not individual. It's the computer running an algorithm that is checking the words and it is then replying back that what you asked did not register. And so it has not adjusted itself. It has not learned to deal with that particular vernacular in the moment. And so you rephrase the question and you start getting answers. It may not be the complete answer of what you want, but it is still the answer. Artificial intelligence. Now, I deal with artificial intelligence and the data that goes into the system. The Bible tells us in Hebrews, let's turn our Bibles to Hebrews, the first chapter, beginning at the first verse. It says, God, who at 
sundry times, different times, and in diverse manners, different ways, spoke in time past unto the fathers by the prophets. The way God communicated to us was through prophets, messengers. Unlike today, people think of a prophet as being someone that is going to bring them a word. I had someone listening to us on the radio uh, broadcast, KKLA, um, and I remember they called me and they said, do you have a word for me? And I gave them a word, obey God's word. That was what I told them. Read your Bible and obey what God is saying. They didn't want to hear that. They wanted something uh, different. But if you're not willing to obey God's word, why? I'm not a genie in a bottle. I'm not a fortune teller. I'm none of those things. I'm certainly not a warlock. I don't deal with familiar spirits, except I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Cast that devil right away from me, out of my presence. And I hope you prayed up that it don't enter into your presence. The word is obey. The Bible says obedience is better than sacrifice. And so people are looking for prophets. So many people want to carry the title of prophet. Won't stay there. But I just want to distinguish that a prophet in that day was someone that was delivering a message. Okay. The Bible says he has in these last days, these last days, spoken to us by his son. Whom he have appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. In these last days, what days are we in? The last days. Somebody thought that, that when Jesus died on the cross, that that was it. It was, it, it was finished. The work that needed to be done was finished, and he said it's, it's finished. He, he let us know that, uh, but it, it was finished, but your work begun. Your work is started. What is your work? To present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto the Lord, which is our reasonable service. I, I don't have a problem with how you act behind closed doors, as long as it's not sin. So, but when you act out in public, you want to twerk and drop it and twist it, whatever you want to do, reserve that for home, not for public view. That's for your, your bay. That's for your, you know. Listen, the Bible days, the Bible days, in these last days, you need to understand where we are today. Um, I believe it's in Ephesians, the dispensation of grace. What do it say? Why he's getting that? The Bible said, who being the brightness of his glory 
and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power. Everything is being upheld. Everything is being held together by the power of God. When he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of majesty on high. What do it say? Ephesians 3 and 2. If ye have heard of the dispensation of grace. If you have heard of the dispensation of grace. Of God, which is given me to you word. How that by revelation he has, he made known unto me the mystery as I wrote afore in few words, whereby when ye read, ye may understand my knowledge and the mystery of Christ. We are in the dispensation of grace. Thank you. So if we are in the dispensation of grace right now, then what people refer to as the Bible days or where do you think you're at? You're in the Bible days, the dispensation of grace. You're right, we're right in it. We're right in it. We're right in it right now. Here now we are in the dispensation of grace. And we're looking for something to come. We're looking for then. And we're looking for there to come. John and Peter was in jail. And the angel freed them and gave them specific instructions. And I hope and I pray that your pastor, the evangelist, the minister of God that you come across is standing in the temple and telling you the words of this life. He said, go stand and speak in the temple to the people all the words of this life. The apostle Peter and John were told to talk to the people about the here and now. Talk to them about then and there. Tell the people about the gift that keeps giving. This is a tall order. And so I'm going to touch the top of this. So continue to pray with me and pray for me. This life is like no other lifestyle. You need to know and understand this. This is not just a I believe in God and I'm all right. This is a lifestyle. It's not a lifestyle of the rich and famous. I'm not saying that you can't have money. I'm not saying you can't have things. I'm just saying that it is not a, a celebrity status of, of the rich and famous or what you may have seen on television or whatever you're watching, YouTube. It is not a lifestyle of the down and out when you go to church because you're down and out. No, I don't. I go to church because that's where strong men go. I go to church because that's where people with common sense go. People that are practicing common sense. I go to church like you 
because there is a God. Only the fool have said in his heart that there is no God. Only a fool. I'm not calling you a fool. I'm saying the actions of a fool will act as if God does not exist. That everything is running its course as if it's been programmed by, by some, someone, someplace that is unreachable, untouchable. Well, that's not the God that we serve. It is not the lifestyle of those that want to be saved when Jesus calls. It is the lifestyle. It is the lifestyle of those that want to be saved when Jesus calls the church home. It is the lifestyle of those that realize that here and now is temporal. It is the lifestyle of those that know that here and now will have an impact on then and there. The term here and now emphasizes that something is happening in the present moment. Something is transpiring right now. There's something going on right now. Rather than uh, uh, it, it's yesterday was the past, uh, tomorrow's the future, but what's happening right now? There are many things that we want to happen right now that may happen tomorrow. How it happens, what ushers that in to our into existence may depend upon what we do here and now. I'm confident there are a list of things you desire to happen. I can say from experience and with assurance, if those things that you desire line up with the word of God, line up with a sanctified life. Now, sanctified, let me let, let me just say this so that because I know that you already know, but but let me just say it out loud anyway. Sanctified means that you have set it aside. I set myself aside from those that I used to run with. I don't run with them no more. When I got serious about living a saved life, a life that was going to end in the presence of God and him saying, I'm pleased with you. I separated myself from those that was not concerned about that. I separated myself from those things that would contaminate my body and shorten my life, which means that I, I stopped drinking. I, I stopped smoking. I stopped doing the things that was detrimental to me. There's a slippery slope by itself. You have to separate yourself from those things and people that will shorten your lifespan. And so you, you sanctify, you sanctify yourself, you cleanse yourself up. You have that ability to do that so that you can get what you're looking for in the here and now and tomorrow. Our family and individual focus is usually on here and now with little regard for tomorrow. But I want you to change that way of thinking.
because what we do today is going to impact tomorrow. There's no way around it. It's impossible. It's impossible. The Bible says that don't be deceived. It says God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. So whatever seed you're planting today is eventually going to spring forth. There are seeds that you planted yesterday. There are seeds that you planted last week. Didn't think nothing else about it. You planted those seeds. You didn't even think about it. You just doing you boo. And now that their seeds are going to bring forth something. They're going to spring forth one day. And you're going to be looking for some germicide. You're going to be looking for something to put on those seeds to try to put it out, to try to control it. Now, I'm giving you something right now to control. It. I'm giving you something right now to choke those weeds when they spring up. So I want to stir up your pure mind. I want you to know and understand that here and now impacts tomorrow and what happens dictates the results. The writer of Hebrews wanted the practicing believers. Everyone is not a practicing believer. And someone say, I believe in God. You have a right to ask them, are you practicing what you believe? The Bible said the devil is a believer, but he does not practice sanctification. He cannot. He left his first estate. He was already in the presence of God. Mighty God, thank you, Jesus. He was in the presence of God. So he knew what God was like. He knew what God was like. He knew what he was like. So to leave that presence, there is no return. Don't, don't take this for granted. There are people that today that believe that, well, you know, once saved, always saved. And the devil is the father of all liars. There is no once saved, always saved. The Bible does not teach that. You will not find that anywhere. God said, I'll have mercy on whom I will have mercy. Do you want to take that chance? Do you want to take that chance that, well, you know, I can I can slip dip and do what I want to do and God's going to forgive me? Let me tell you something. There was a man in the scripture and I'm not even going to call his name out. You can find it for yourself if you are really concerned. There's a man in the Bible who was rejected by God. Didn't know he had been rejected. The impact of the rejection had been the, the, the what God had gave him had been taken already away and given to someone else. He's still running around. Mind warped. There are people running around and their mind is warped right now. Thinking that, well, I went to church and I sung and, and when I sung the song, you know, the, the people was moving and, and, and they got emotional while they were singing and they thought uh, because that 
listen here. That don't mean you saved. God used an ass. What make you think he can't use you? God can use whomever he want to use. There are preachers that are preaching the word. Thousands listening to them. They have an audience. They have a voice. However, they're going to stand before God and he's going to say, I don't know you. And they're going to say, but I, 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 because they're begging for mercy. I preached in your name. Some are going to say I prophesied in your name. Some is going to say I cast out devils in your name. But you did not live a sanctified life. Listen. Some have faith in the moment. As things begin to unfold, they lose their faith. They have faith in the moment. The word of God is being preached. Woo! You know, they, they, they're speaking affirmations and, and following along with what the preacher said. And, and amen. And, and, you know, and, and all of that. But Jesus explained it to his disciples. Just as I'm explaining it to you. He said, and when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside. And the fowls came and devoured them. You have to fight against the fowls of the air, spirits. You have to fight against those things that come to devour the seeds that have been and that are being planted in your life in this moment. He goes on to say that some fell upon stony places where they didn't have much earth, came to church half-hearted, Listen to the word of God, have hearted, not allowing the word of God to penetrate your spirit, to penetrate your soul and to go deep. And so therefore, there's not much earth covering it. And then the seed tried to spring that when the seed springs forth, there's no depthness. It does not have any root to hold on to. So therefore, there is no nurturing. And when the sun was up, it was scorched because it did not have root and it withered away. You need to get deeply rooted and grounded in God so that when you feel the heat, you don't wither away. And some fell among thorns and the thorns sprang up. Holy Ghost and choke them. Watch out for the thorns and thistles. Thorns and thistles, if you've ever grabbed hold to a flower and immediately you let go because it had thorns and thistles in it and it, it, it hurt it and you let it go. So we know thorns and thistles are pain and sufferings and it will choke you the word was choked out of them. The saints in Hebrew were dealing with the fowls and the heat being applied and the thorns and thistles that were springing up trying to choke them. But there is something about a good gardener, a good gardener, 
a good gardener. Your, your pastor uh, is to be a good gardener. Supposed to be the husbandman uh, of the vineyard, watching out for those things so that when he sees those things, uh, he knows how to, to replant uh, with well, this seed here. Uh, I see that, that you don't have much root. I'm going to replant you here and give you a little more earth to, to so that your roots can grow down. A, a good gardener knows how to plant seeds that when the when the the birds come to try to eat the seeds they're getting a mouthful of sand they get a mouthful of sand see one of the ways that you keep the birds from eating the seeds is that when you when you plant the seeds then you also put down some sand and so they're getting sand instead of the seeds a good gardener watches out so that when the thorns, the weeds, and the thistles are growing, goes out with the hole and rakes the ground and remove the thorns and the thistles, remove those things that would otherwise destroy the plant life. Maybe you're dealing with some things. Things that are impacting here and now. I want to encourage you to live your best life. I want to encourage you to, as you are in your garden, that you also be a good gardener. And so while you're living this life, bless your Lord, live your best life in this here and now. Live with expectations that God is going to bring forth in your life. We're in a season that is bringing forth. We're in a season that God is moving on your and my behalf. And so the Bible tells us in this season of expectation, then it's here and now, and looking forward to the then and there. You want to encourage, as Jude said, the, he said, beloved, he said, building up your yourselves, building up yourselves, establishing yourselves, fortifying yourselves on your most holy faith. He says, praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus unto eternal life. And some have compassion, making a difference. And others were saved with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the, the garment spotted by the flesh. We have to, must maintain, must retain, must embrace this. That when you look at yourself, you should look at yourself and see that, man, if there's a spot, wait a minute, there is a spot there. I've got to get that off because God is looking for a church without spot or wrinkle. 
That's what he's coming back for. He's in this dispensation where we are, dispensational grace. We're living in the days that God has proclaimed. We have to keep ourselves. And we have to not enjoy what it said here. It said, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. I got to make sure that, that, I, that I'm maintaining. You got to make sure that you're maintaining yourself. The only thing to be changed at his appearance is the flesh. Your spirit won't be changed because you're already transformed. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So we're in a transforming state even in this moment. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So we are in a state of preparation right now. The only thing that will be changed is the flesh. The maintaining of the flesh, the keeping of your flesh and, and hating and not allowing it to become contaminated is your responsibility. It's your responsibility. It's our responsibility. And because we're helpers one to another, then each of us help one another. Oh, bless you, Lord God. He goes on to say that now unto him, unto who? Unto him, God, that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless. God is able to keep you from falling. So when people are saying, well, you're, I, I, I'm only human, I guess maybe they was listening to that song, you know, but, but understand something. You might be human, but, but you're also spirit, soul and spirit, so you trichotomy. And so your spirit is housed within the soul and your flesh is, is being governed by whatever is inside of you. But God is able to keep you from falling. You do not have to sin. The power to sin or not to sin is within you. The Bible says that, that we're drawn away uh, and because of our own lust, because of our own desires. So we have to deal with what's inside of us. And the only way to deal with spirit is by the word of God. We have to decrease. And that's a willing effort. I'm going to decrease, Lord, so that you can increase. I'm going to I've got to give oh, give myself over to you, no matter how I feel, no matter uh, because we we have it's an emotional roller coaster at times. But Lord, I, I'm yielding myself no matter what, so that you can occupy this space. Joshua said, "As for me and my house, me and my house, me." And my house, this house where I dwell in, the house that you dwell in, going to serve the Lord. Going to serve the Lord. Uh, there, there's nothing else to serve but God. He's sovereign. I'm not going to yield myself. I understand that I have that ability. You need to understand that you also have the ability. I, you, don't, we don't have to go there. 
Where we will go is in the presence of the Lord. Where we will go is bowing down to him in this moment, right now, as we will then and there. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. Man, God is not looking to condemn. He said, I would that, that no man would perish. That's his will. I didn't. Hell was not created for men. It was created for the devil and his angels. Those that follow him. He don't want mankind to perish. That's a choice that people make on their own. It's a decision that they make. Even if they sit back and say, well, I'm not going to make a decision at all. You just made one. You made a decision not to do anything. Nothing from nothing. Leaves a lot, huh? Leaves nothing. Nothing from nothing leaves nothing. What will you have when here and now is gone and we enter into then and there? What will you have? The gift that keeps giving. Well, you know, he's a gift that keeps giving. He, he's, he, he's God and he's going to listen here. You better listen to this. <coughs> you better listen. He said, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. Remember earlier, I said some people's sins go before them. So right now, when we go to church, we're dealing with sin. We're not just dealing with sin. It's not 24 seven that we're dealing with sin. You know, when you come, we're also dealing with the blessings of God. We're dealing with the benefits that God has given us, trying to break, make sure that that just like that, that everyone comes to an understanding that when we entered into this day, we entered into a day filled with benefits that God is trying to say here, 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 and here, 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 some benefits here. I need you to understand that my presence is near. I am able to keep you from falling. And present you faultless before the presence of his with exceeding joy. Not only is God rejoicing over one sinner that repents, but it's a whole party going on. It's a whole party. We understand what the party's about. We understand what the celebration is about. God understands what the celebration is about. We have to embrace the celebrate. Hey, hey, I'm celebrating. God is celebrating. We all celebrate. Someone got it wrong when they when they painted a picture of people in heaven with little hearts. I, now, I don't mind the, the fact that you might have a heart. Uh, but it don't mean that that I'm playing some soft music. Drummer, get on drums. Move. It don't mean that that I'm playing a little, you know. But 
And he said, play on the high sounding cymbal. Are you on the drums? Okay. It, it don't mean that I'm sitting there tapping on the cymbal. But with that harp, and I, I know this because it might be a four-string harp, you know, so that means it's, it's a bass. It, it might be the sound of a cello. It might be the sound of a piano that, that's, that, that hey, but on the high sounding cymbal, he said, uh, you know, we sing the song, God is a good God. Yes, he is. Oh, my God is a good God. Come on, drummer. Oh, my God is a good God. Yes, he is. God is a good God. Yeah. So it doesn't mean that the picture that they painted is all nice, solemn. When Isaiah said that, that in the year that King Usa died, I saw the Lord and he was high and lifted up. And his train filled the temple. The train being all of those that followed him. All the followers. You, you were there. You were there. You were there. As you followed him, you're there. And the Bible said that they were, that the, and the seraphims was going back and forth said, holy, holy, holy. They were giving God such a praise that it even said the, 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 the pillars in the temple that, that everything was swaying. The house was being rocked. So how is it? We paint a picture of those paint a picture. And it's a little quiet place. There's no action going on there. When the elders, the 24 elders, the Bible said the 24 elders were at the throne and they kept taking their crowns off. They kept taking their crowns off. They kept taking their crowns off to give God a praise. When we come into the service, knowing that he that he wants to present us faultless with exceeding joy. We come in and we take our crowns off. We come in and we strip everything off of us to give God the praise that is deserved unto him. Why? Because he's the only wise God. He is, he, he is one sovereign, monotheistic. He, not philosophy, not anything else. He, God of the spirit, they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. He is the only wise God, sovereign, the glory, majesty, dominion, Power, both. So there's no other power. There's no other God. There's nothing else. He's able to keep us from falling. It's his will at work. Even when things appear out of sort. Don't go nowhere. Stay woke. Even when things seem out of sort. I heard an educated man. Man has a maybe a, what you would consider a bachelor's degree. You might consider it to be a master's degree. You might consider it to be a PhD, a, a philosophy. But he also graduated the school of hard knocks. So he wasn't just uh, uh, academically sound, but he graduated the school of hard knocks. Yes, he did. 
He did. And you, you know him. He said, but if we have hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. Wait on it. Wait on it. Likewise, the spirit also helpeth our infirmity, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the spirit itself maketh intercession. The spirit makes intercession for us with groaning, with that which cannot be uttered. And he that searches the heart knoweth what is the mind of the spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for them that love God. To them that are called according to his name, according to his purpose, according to his will. Now, for those that may think it's unnecessary, meaning that you're not seeking the Holy Ghost, I want to encourage you that you need the Holy Ghost. And it's not something that is given to you or taught to you. If you want to learn another language, take a college course. It is something that the spirit of God gives and it is for today. The Bible days, where we at? Dispensation of grace. And so when the Bible speaks about the Holy Ghost praying through you, if you don't have the Holy Ghost, how is it praying through you? That means that at this moment, you need an intercessor. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groaning, which cannot be uttered. So I want to encourage you to seek the Lord. Lord, I want to be filled with your spirit. What we do here and now impacts tomorrow. It impacts tomorrow. I'm going to have to stop right there. And we're going to offer a prayer. And then we have uh, something else that we're going to do. But my prayer is that something has been said that will encourage strengthen and help you in this journey. We're pilgrims passing through. That's all we are. We're pilgrims passing through. We're headed for the land of promise. And while we're heading for the land of promise, there are some things that for us to enjoy along the way, but we're headed someplace that has a lot more than what we see. A lot more. It don't, it don't rust. It don't, it don't fade away or anything like that. You know, and so uh, let's let's bow our heads. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord, for your kindness and grace. Lord God, thank you for this exhortation of your word. I pray and ask that you would bless this, your people, Lord God, that have sat so patiently listening to your word, listening to what has been said. Lord God, I just want to thank you for each of them, Lord God. And I ask that you would bless us, Lord God, to retain what has been spoken. Lord God, help us, Lord God, to live a sanctified life. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. At this time, we, we have uh, I, Brother G. Brother G said that he wants to be a member, uh, join in with us. Be faithful until I'm going to ask you to stand at this time. And, and so while those of you that cannot see this today, you know, we're working on, we're working on COG TV so that you will be able to see such things that are performed 
And um, I'm going to say that by the uh, no later than January, you'll start seeing, uh, I'm going to say utterances <laughs> as we are preparing certain things. And so if you go to connectingtruth.org, that is connectingtruth.org, then you'll see the COG TV and you'll see the service as well as on other social medias as well. But while we are uh, talking um, and receiving Brother G into the, the this uh, sheepfold, I am going to allow the Shekinah glory before the throne to, to play um, for you. And then we'll be back afterwards.
Lord God. Bless you, Jesus. Thank God for Brother G. Amen. And for him receiving the right hand of fellowship. Thank God for his goodness and grace as we come to a close of this particular service. And, um, you know, we just thank God. Um, I'm going to get a benediction, but before we do, God bless you. Uh, what's your name? Angel. Angel. God bless you, Angel, for, for, for stopping in. Would you like to have remarks before we close out? Sure. I was running to you in the parking lot, so I was like, no, let me come early and see your service as well. Okay. You can definitely uh, hear the content of your words. You know, like you did, you know, give me the chills, actually. You know, like, you know, like, the goosebumps, you know. Thank you, Lord. All right. Well, God bless you. Thank you for, for, for coming in to hear the word. Appreciate it. We know that, that there's nothing coincidental as God placed it up on your heart to be in service this morning. And so we appreciate your presence and, you know, and we're certainly um, excited about the Lord, excited about God and who he is and being sovereign in our lives, you know, and the revelation understanding, you know, it's just so awesome how God has revealed himself and so that we can call upon him and be saved. All right. At this time, we're going to give our benediction. Uh, we have about have a few minutes to, clo to close out. God bless each one that has tuned into the service. God, thank you. And um, repeat after me. Now, may the grace of God. Now, may the grace of God. And the sweet communion of the Holy Ghost. And the sweet communion of the Holy Ghost. Rest, rule, and abide. Rest, rule, and abide. Henceforth now. Henceforth now. And forevermore. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Peace to the saints.